0: G'day, community, and welcome to this week's Jock Mailbag. My name is Damo, and joining me is Clarky. How you doing, mate? Hola. How are we doing, buddy? Today's Jock Mailbag is brought to you by Manscaped, the absolute best in below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package, Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. That's right, exclusive offer to the listeners of this podcast. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code JOCKMAIL at manscaped.com. No more getting nicks, cuts and rashes from making yourself look good down there. It's a nice and easy experience for everyone. Inside the performance package you'll find the best and greatest trimmer of all time, the Lawnmower 4.0. The performance of this trimmer is absolutely awesome and it's so well built. The Lawnmower Mower 4.0 is waterproof so no more mess on your bathroom floor and has an LED spotlight to help you see where you're putting it to make sure you aren't missing a thing. Also included in the package is the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, another expertly built device, which helps reduce snags and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Also in the performance package is the Crop Preserver, a Below the Waist Deodorant, Crop Reviver, a Below the Waist Toner, and there are even two free gifts in the package, boxes and a travel bag to keep all these goodies in. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code JOCKMAIL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code JOCKMAIL, J-O-C-K-M-A-I-L, to unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job. Manscaped. Thanks, pre-recorded demo. What a
1: handsome ad and Thank you, Manscaped.
0: All right, so... A, l- a massive week in Supercoach this week lots of big scores out there. So no one had really any questions because their team performed yeah. the way it should have from the beginning.
1: Yes, lots lots of big scores, including my big score that I got a definite big score of the big scores. You know that um you know those compilations that they make of people like celebrating too early. Um, there's one specifically in my head of like a cyclist who starts like cheering and then falls off his bike. And then the other guy just rides past him and beats him by a mile. And the guy has to run his bike across. That's how I felt this week because I was at the Hawthorne game having a great time. I'm like, I got, you know what I got? I got the VC on Maxi Gorn and he is killing it. Absolutely having a time. And I'm like, I feel like I'm going to do pretty, I'm looking at my progressive score doing pretty well. Next thing I know, hubris. Uh, my hubris has gotten me, and everybody in the uh, the inner sanctum is talking about how they have all got great scores that are much higher than mine.
0: Yeah, I thought I was having a great week, and then I looked, and then I looked around and thought, mm, maybe not. But I mean, I still scored okay. I st- I didn't score quite as much as other people, but I was kind of in the middle of the road in terms of the other jock people. So uh, I can't complain too much. Leck really
1: knocked it out of the park this week, so uh great job le it's like the the captain's goal equivalent of Supercoach.
0: yeah he like all of the players that he had taken a punt on because he knew that they would turn around eventually all turned around and had great scores so uh his his idea to go after pods is um is pay- is paying off or at least paid off at le- just this week for him hopefully it continues to pay off for him. Speaking of pods, on the podcast earlier in the week, Patch asked his question.
1: I love that we have to have a podcast to get Patch's question in on a different podcast.
0: He wants to know what the Leon Cameron equivalent to the Bevo salad is, and I probably need to explain to people what the Bevo salad actually is, so people can understand it. So, I, I talked about the Western Bulldogs in a pre-season podcast, probably about two years ago now, saying that all these midfielders get put into the middle and then tossed around and they don't stay in there. And I'm pretty sure that in that podcast, I was rambling and I called it a salad. I was told that it was fine because salads get tossed and they don't all look the same and it's never the same ingredients and all that sort of thing. So that's how the bit Salad came around. And if you know, you know, long-term listeners, we love you. And there's a graphic that gets recycled every now and then, but... um. The Leon c- Cameron equivalent to the Bello Salad is the ca- is Cameron's cube and it's like a Rubik's cube that's c- always always missing a few squares on each side. Yeah, turn it a couple of times and it's f- forever. <laughs> so graphic will be coming your way with the Cameron's cube on show. Yes, and to, all I can think of is that ho- is it is it that horror movie is it cube is that is that a horror movie? It's that
1: but you know, midfield and forward positions and GWS.
0: We're barely five minutes in and and this podcast has already gone left. Let's, uh, (laughs) let's.
1: I'm okay. (laughs) Let's get into some questions. Hey, Damo, have we got any great questions from our great listeners who we love all equally?
0: Like I said, it was a pretty good week for most people. So we've only got a couple of questions that we need to really delve into. The first one comes from Corey Blackledge on Twitter. He wants to know if he should get a midfielder or defender with the round 14 buy, or just get Max Gorn. So, I think there's kind of like two sort
1: of external bits of information that I think are kind of missing, which is, what does your current round 14 buy look like? Do you need it? If you need it desperately, probably best to start planning ahead now. If you need a Ruckman, however and you can get Max Gorn now without tearing apart your salary or leaving you short to get yourself prepared for the buys, then Max Gorn's a fantastic option. Coming off the back of a really big score as well, he's probably not going to get any cheaper over the next couple weeks, even with Luke Jackson returning. So if it were me, I think prioritizing a Ruckman makes sense. But if you've already got two serviceable Ruckman and you're looking pretty shaky for buys, start your buy planning now. Um, you guys said it on the main pod. It's the unfortunate time of year where we need to start hoarding our players for the cruel, cruel winter that is the three rounds of buys.
0: And I guess the other thing that we need to sort of discuss is having your team kind of missing players later in the buy round. So if, you're, so if round 14 is your worst buy round, that's better than having round 12 as your worst buy around because in because preparing for round 14 you can pick up the players in round 12 in round 13 that have had the round 12 buy and pick up players in round 14 that have had the round 13 or 12 buy so having the round 14 buy as your worst buy around as it stands isn't as bad as having round 12 so you you got to look at your team in that sort of aspect as well I think Max Gorn is a great trade-in, but if you're worried about your buy structure, then maybe you need to look at a midfielder or defender. Yeah, I think that, that covers it off nicely. Next question is from Harry, also on Twitter. Thanks, Harry. Should he get in Crips or Short? So not both, but one or the other. If the only way to do it is to trade Nick Dacos and Jason Horn francis To get one? To get one.
1: I... I don't like it. My gut feeling says that I don't like it only because Horn Francis and Dacos are really serviceable um for you know an ongoing long term. Yeah, Horn Francis has had a couple of rough games, but hey, North Melbourne's having a rough decade. Um Nick Dacos, I think, is somebody who I would quite comfortably have sat at my D six or D seven for the whole year and not even think about trading him. It's like Cripps and Short are at really good prices, but I think if you have to trade both, then I'm like, who who else are you covering that with? Like you need to make sure that you've got someone to cover those two scores because then if you get rid of Dacos and Horn francis combined, what they probably score, you know, 150, 160. So Patrick Cripps or Jaden Short needs to score at least that in one week, every week. Plus whatever rookie you have who may or may not do that.
0: I don't love the idea of trading Nick Dacos. I don't mind the idea of trading Jason Horn Francis though. I think Nick Ga- Nick Dayton well, Nick Dacos has uh has the better scoring potential, and we can see that he can s- that he's starting games slowly, but it doesn't take long for him to get into games. And once he's in the game, he scores. He scores pretty well. I'm um, like there's pretty there's a, there's a nice sort of trage- trajectory of of his scoring and um and the worst part about his game at the moment is he gives away a little he gives away a couple free kicks most games or at least has the last couple the last couple of games and it's usually holding the ball. So the awareness of the whole uh of of the speed of the game is Catching him out a little bit, he's got, he's he's going to learn. And he's going to get get over that, and there's going to be a point in time where his scoring goes up again. W- whether it's in the next three weeks or if it's towards the end of the year, I don't know. But I think holding on to him at least until the buys, I would comfortably hold on to him at least until the buys. At this point, Jason Horn Francis might lose too much money between now and the buys, though. It's a, I feel like Horn Francis can go either way. Sort of watching him because. He's,
1: you know, and obviously, you know, it's football and super coach are not necessarily synonymous, apart from the fact that one's derived from the other. But they're like a good footballer isn't always a good super coach, and I I see a lot in Horn Francis. And I'm like, I feel like he has so much potential to just turn it around. Um, that I'm I'm kind of skeptical to get rid of him. For, I mean, look, if you've got if you've got nobody else that you really need to move on, then. Absolutely. And you're doing pretty good. Uh, and I don't mind the Horn Francis move, but I'd probably for the, for the sake of the long-term focus on getting rid of the guys that aren't providing you with any kind of benefit. Um, whether if Horn Francis is that for you, then yeah, but maybe not two for one. I don't think two for one. I, can, I just can't get my head around it.
0: So yeah, like we said, it was a good week for most people. So not a lot of questions came through. Clarky, I think we've got to move on to our tips in the captaincy now. Let's get it, son. And just a reminder, we are sponsored by Manscaped. Use the code, help us out. 20% off is a a good deal. Absolutely. Then that code is JOCKMAIL. That is one word, J-O-C-K-M-A-I-L, manscaped.com. Captaincy options for the first game. Put Adelaide host Western Bulldogs at Adelaide Oval. Is this the game that Jack McRae returns to form? Hopefully,
1: but I kind of have to say my gut says no, but I'm glad I own Josh Dunkley. Like, is that is that weird that my brain is just like, oh, well, I guess I spent other money in Jack McRae, but at
0: least I've got Dunkley. Josh Dunkley might actually be a pretty decent vice-captaincy option in, in this game. I do I, I do love him, and he, play, he does such good work. I genuinely,
1: I would probably, out of this game, he would be my pick of the game.
0: On the other side of the ledger, Zach Butters is a chance to be a good vice-captaincy option. Once he gets into a game and keeps going, he can score quite well. I thought he was unlucky to finish on 89 against St. Kilda. Ollie Wines seems to be coming back. Travis Boak seems to be coming back to their um, start of the year form. And if you've still got Tim English, somehow you've held on to Tim English. He's a chance to return this week. And Port Adelaide give up a lot of points to Rux.
1: Yeah, look, I'd probably struggle to recommend him as a VC option on his first outing back, but the stats, are, the numbers are kind of there to back it as like a look. Just go for it, and then choose a good choose a good captain. Um, Western Bulldogs are going to win this
0: one quite easily. I would think so as well. Um, also on Friday night. The AFL has really stuffed this fixture up, haven't they? Um. Also on Friday night, Fremantle Ugh. take on North Melbourne at Optus Stadium. Fremantle will have six outs due to health and safety protocols. Mind you, it mostly takes away their front half, so their defense is still going to be pretty good. Um. I think Fremantle will win this quite easily. Uh, captaincy option is Andrew Brayshaw and Andrew Brayshaw alone.
1: So you're tipping Fremantle against North Melbourne. What? Sorry, I left a good long pause in there. Um yeah, that Andy Brayshaw, I got the VC on him. He he could score a million points.
0: We don't know. It, as long as he doesn't give away any frees. He gave away like five free kicks against Geelong and probably lost about 30 to 40 points just in scaling and all that sort of sort of, sort of thing. So he was he he had all the stats of 120 game But because of the free kicks, he only scored 77. If you own him, I wouldn't be too worried about him only coming up with 77 against the Cats. Saturday morning, there is, or Saturday afternoon, sorry, there is a time difference between Perth and Melbourne. Richmond take on Collingwood at the MCG. Richmond had a massive win against West Coast, but who doesn't these days? Should I have said that?
1: You're going to cop. You're going to
0: cop some shit for that. Rich Richmond will win this, probably. I think Collingwood. I've tipped Collingwood. There's actually there's actually quite a few options in this game as well, especially f- for a vice captaincy option. Scott Pendlebury is a vice captaincy option.
1: Boom. Jaden Short is a VC option.
0: Call me crazy, but lots of people seem to be trading in Darcy Cameron. He's a vice captaincy option in this game. Rock time, baby. And Dustin Martin seems like he's going to return. Fingers crossed. I don't think anyone has held held on to him for that long. But if you still have him because you can somehow, or you have somehow been able to stash him on your bench, he's also a vice-captaincy option.
1: Great options.
0: At the same time on Saturday is the Sydney Gold Coast game. Why has the AFL done this? Why are there so many games at the same time?
1: It's not that hard to stagger games. There's more ga- there's more days of the week than there are games.
0: Anyway, moving on. Sydney take on Gold Coast at the SCG. Sydney will want to atone for their loss to Brisbane. And I think that Callum Mills is a great vice-captaincy option in this game. You would, Mr.
1: I brought in Callum Mills because he plays good football and reaping the rewards. Luke Parker owners and fresh Luke Parker owners look for his midfield time to score him another set of good points. I also like Took Miller on the other side as well. Yeah, it's going to, look, Sydney have been playing a really good, like, rough and, like, I don't know if it's the best way to describe it, and you can correct me if you've got a better way, but it's like a really, like, rough and tumble kind of footy that I really love. Like, yeah, look, you know, they kind of got peppered on the scoreboard by Brisbane. Brisbane are a bit, they're, they, they're a classy act, Brisbane. Um, but Sydney are playing, like, real good, tough football, so I think is going to have a lot of opportunity for tackles. Um, lots of, I think it's going to be a high possession game as well. So there's lots of opportunity for all of those guys who are in and around that mid-rotation. Even Raul. Like, I am i don't think we can ever rule out Raul kind of having a little bit of a bounce back, even if it's only for one week.
0: Yeah, I don't mind Raul. He seems to be looking for the ball more. He was tagging, but he looks like he's looking for the ball a bit more these days. So he might come up with a big score. Hopefully we don't see a return to tagging from Miller or Rao anytime soon. I think uh, Sydney Sydney should win this one quite handily. Uh, for my tip, Geelong head to the Aldi version of GMHBA Stadium, Ma- Ma- Monica Oval, <laughs> and face the Giants. Geelong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> Sorry, the first thing that popped into my head was we have GMHBA at home, <laughs> and it's just Monica Oval. Oh,
0: that's such a, take that GWS. I don't like anyone in this game as a captaincy option. Josh Kelly. No midfielder scored very well when against the Dockers, so like for either team. So I'm actually going to keep my captaincy option out of this game entirely. Braden Proust, the Proust Moose.
1: Because Geelong, as far as I know, don't actually have a ruckman.
0: Oh no, they do have a ruckman. They just prefer to play Mark Blitzov's in 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 the ruck.
1: Ah, uh, I see. Is Radically not available still?
0: <laughs> someone's not. Someone's not available. I don't know. I don't, I will never understand Chris Scott.
1: No, nah, look, I, I yeah, I think I agree. I think there's no solid options in this one comparative to other games.
0: On Saturday night, Essendon take on Hawthorne at Marvel Stadium. I think Hawthorne will win this game. You know what,
1: Patch? I hope you're listening uh, because I love you. I believe this is the time where Essendon can turn it around. Darcy Parrish has been on the up. Zach Merritt's back. Jake Stringer's out, which I think is probably better for you guys in a weird roundabout way.
0: I'm going to do a Nick Dacos prediction here.
1: Okay, here we go. Again, another one.
0: So Josh Gibkiss missed a week and then he came back and he's now scoring a lot better than he did before he had his week off as a as as, as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Josh Ward has just had a week off. We have always said that he has an 80 in, in in his system. I think he's going to go 80 plus in this game if if named. If named, he has to return of course.
1: It, it look, he'll probably get come in for Connor McDonald. Um and then Conor McDonald can come back and do an eighty. I don't think it's too far out there. Um, hey, look, we it was mentioned on the main
0: podcast. What do you think about Dylan Moore? I liked it. sneaky. Option. I like Dil- I like Dylan Moore, but playing the role he does, he's probably at the top of his price tree.
1: Yeah, I think you'd really, you really have to believe in him to go big for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, no, look, Essen I believe Patch.
0: And once again, the AFL has scored a game at the same time because reasons. Brisbane take on West Coast at the Gabba. West Coast have again been decimated by injury and COVID. So Lockie <laughs> Neal is going to score like 325 <laughs> points before it gets doubled for captaincy.
1: Can we insert that sound clip from uh, Fist of the North Star where he says you are already
0: dead?
1: Because I'm getting real. I feel bad for West Coast a little bit. As a Victorian, I know you've got your whole blood rivalry, whatever's going on in the West, but oh, so bad. Brisbane are going to... Lachie Neal is going to score 300 points. 300. Can you believe I promised that on the podcast and right now. Before, and that's points. before scaling. Before scaling. <laughs> he might lose a couple on the bench, but he will get him right back as soon as he's out there.
0: I think Lockie Neal is probably the best captaincy option of the round.
1: Alex Witherden is out with COVID, and I just want to call out for a second how I had a 50-50 choice between bringing in Alex Witherden or Luke Parker last week, and I chose Witherden. And now the universe has punished me, the good boy that is Clarkie. I just wanted to get that out there.
0: Commiserations. Thanks. On Sunday, Melbourne take on St. Kilda at the MCG. Melbourne should get back the host of players that missed due to COVID, although some of those players played pretty well. I think every week,
1: Toby Bedford is just really unlucky to not get a game because, and you can see it by the fact that he is consistently the medical sub. And I thought he played quite well last week. He is literally like the closest you can possibly be to being in the best 22 without being in the best 22. Like, it's he's literally right there because he is good. Um, But I still think, unfortunately, he probably comes straight out for Cozzy, Sparrow, Jackson, Tom McDonald, or Sam Wiedemann will probably go out as well. Um, So lock up your mothers. Uh, Melbourne are going to bring this one home. I'm
0: tipping Melbourne. I quite like the idea of Max Gorn um, as well. As a captaincy option, Clayton Oliver, Christian Petrarca also... Jack Steele is also an option. Jack Sinclair, I think they'll probably uh he'll probably see a lot of it. That's another one that's outside the box, but I don't like him as a straight captaincy option, especially late on in the round.
1: Well, if you're doing that, you're you're putting the captaincy on Cripps. Oh
0: yeah, we'll move on to the next game. So <laughs> if you are putting the vice captaincy on Jack Sinclair, you are kind of hoping that someone in the in the next game can, and can, I can be your safety net. Um,
1: Listeners, I, I dare d- you. This is what happens when you don't send us enough questions. I dare you to put it on Sinclair.
0: Carlton take on Adelaide at Marvel Stadium. This has been a rivalry, actually, in recent times. Adelaide have come away with some quite important wins against this mob. I feel um,
1: it's been a bit of uh, like the jock, the jock cup ongoing for Lechdog. He's, he's come against your mob last week and um, coming against Baron's mob this week. So. He was
0: up against Az's mob last week.
1: Yep, that. Yep, the the week. Yeah, so he's he's, he's gone. He's, Sorry, he, I got my weeks messed up. <laughs> it
0: almost feels like
1: Carlton didn't play last week.
0: Um. So Cripps is an option there. I like. I like Sam Welsh as an option. I like Rory Laird as an option, and I like Ben Keys Ooh, as an option.
1: Yes. 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 I like all of those. Those are great options. I
0: also don't mind the idea of George Hewitt if he returns as well. So probably wanted to
1: keep an eye out on community if you haven't heard it or if nothing has been announced between when this is recorded and this is released. George Hewitt is still a test for this week, so make sure you've got cover defensive owners. You keep your cover, whoever you had from last week, just in case they might choose to rest him. It seems like a very Carlton of old thing to sort of rush players out of injury recovery back onto the field, and I think they might take a cautious approach. So... It's developing. Keep an eye on it and make sure you got your cover out.
0: And that wraps up the podcast. Boom. We did it. What a great job we did. Make sure you get your questions in for next week. Use the hashtag jockmailbag. Email us. Comment on our posts. Tweet at us. Hashtag jockmailbag. And as you've seen from Patches questions, you can ask us anything. We'll probably
1: answer it. It's great. Also, don't forget to use the code JOCKMAIL at Manscaped to get 20% off with free sh- free worldwide shipping, Damo. Is that free worldwide shipping? Free worldwide shipping. That's the code JOCMAIL, JOCKMAIL, J-O-C-K-M-A-I-L. Um, Manscaped do a great job. So, uh, yeah, please, if you want some Manscaped stuff, get that discount for yourself. See you next week.